Greetings in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Sean, and you're listening to The Intersection. Not your normal fluffy Christian show. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Um, And God is in control and on the throne, and we are grateful that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and uh, that He lived a life of a human, died on the cross, was resurrected, um, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for the saints. That's something to celebrate, among all the do the, the gloom and doom. Which, by the way, there is always always something to celebrate because if you read the end of the book. God wins. Yes. Yes, he does. So um, in this Christmas season, there is no end to um, even political fever and politicizing even holidays. And uh, I don't know if you've heard this most recent one, uh, this most exciting revelation that uh, I I think one of the guys in the Young Turks espoused this. And a lot of people are espousing this. But it is the idea that Jesus is a Palestinian. Yes, yes. Now, you know what's funny is they hate Jesus the rest of the time. Absolutely loathe Jesus, loathe what he stands for, loathe Christianity. Absolutely, we'll accept anything else. We'll accept Islam, we'll accept Allah, we'll accept Muhammad, we'll accept anything, Hinduism, Buddhism, whatever, you know, open-minded to all that stuff. But the left hates Jesus until they can try to co-opt him to be a a left-wing progressive activist for their cause. Then all of a sudden, Jesus is an oppressed Palestinian. And they there's a there's a few things they use to do this, which which by the way, um, totally historically inept, totally a his just a historical atrocity. And uh, I believe one of the guys in the Young Turks said, if Jesus was to return to his hometown, would he make it through the night? And his his. Uh, his idea on that is that the IDF would kill Jesus because he's a Palestinian. He, they would raid Jesus, and Jesus would end up dying because the IDF killed him. And which, in fact, it would quite be the opposite. It would be that uh, that Jesus returned to Bethlehem in Judea, which is staunchly under the control most of the time of the uh, Palestinian Authority in Hamas. And uh, chances are that Jesus would have been born there, and then he wouldn't have made it through the night because they would have killed him like Herod tried to do. They would have killed him because he was a Jew, not a Palestinian. And there's a, there's a few things to, to talk about the historical hack that takes place here. They try to equate who's in control and who's living around Bethlehem now to who was living there then. Yes, they try to equate that the same people Living around Bethlehem now were the same people living around Bethlehem then, which is absolutely ridiculous. The people living in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago have been there for over 3,000 years, and that was the Jews. Jesus was from Bethlehem of Judea. It was a, it was a, you know, staunchly Jewish area with staunchly Jewish customs and traditions with, you know, synagogues and, and uh, um, all those type things going on um, was staunchly a Jewish place in the time when Jesus was born. There was not even a Palestine. What do you mean? What do you mean it wasn't a Palestine? The Bible talks about Palestine. Well, that's, there's a, a translation, a translation effect there. The Bible was not... There was not a place called Palestine. 
Palestine is something that was later created by the Romans to kind of stick it to the Jews for rebelling against Rome. They broke up the province and renamed it renamed it Palestine, which actually uh, came from the time and the peoples of the Philistines. That's where the word Palestine came from, Philistines. And in the Bible, the Philistines were the enemies of Israel. They were pagans, and they were the enemies of Yahweh, who sent Jesus. So it's really, really, really— and but of course, they will, they will stoop to no low, any low that they can stoop to. These are the same people who call people on the right Nazis, and then yet— say things like Hitler was right when they when they uh, they try to justify the slaughter of innocent Jews in Israel they they it's weird they, they have no real ideology that has any real core um, any real core sense to it it's all over the map depending on the end that they want like a like a, like a good progressive so with Christmas bells are ringing and billions soon to begin their celebrations Jesus a Jew, would be in for a real surprise. An identity crisis. To hear guest on his birthday claiming he was from Palestine. A term he may have never encountered during his lifetime. Jesus would, you know, I even saw a picture they had Jesus wrapped in a Palestinian flag. And by the way, I'm just going to caveat this. When it comes to Christianity and salvation, the ethnicity of Jesus is not important. Wait, Pastor Sean, wait, he was a Jew. No, no, I'm not saying that it's, unimportant in the way he came. I'm saying when it comes to salvation, God could have sent a savior through the Japanese. He could have sent him through the Chinese. He could have sent an English uh, blue-eyed savior like you see many of the pictures, which don't accurately depict it. Saw so this argument over time, like what was Jesus? Was he Arabic? Was he was he black? Was he white? Was he European? Hitler claimed he was Aryan, which by the way is another misuse of the identity of Jesus to oppress other people. And this is exactly what they're doing with the Jesus is Palestinian. Gee, all of a sudden we had an Aryan-born child. The point I'm trying to make is that God could save, and salvation does not come through the ethnicity. Now, God chose Abraham. He chose the Jewish people to send the Messiah. Jesus was 100% Orthodox Jew, 100% genetically Jewish, and God sent the Savior through the Jewish people through a promise, but it is not relevant to salvation today. It doesn't matter what ethnicity or color or Jesus was, he, but he did happen to be Jewish. So this idea that somehow genetics have some kind of bearing on Jesus uh, and, and uh, his relativity today is ridiculous. Jesus would have never heard the term Palestine. Nevertheless, it's that time of year like clockwork. Some pro-Palestinian people are claiming that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, so he is Palestinian. Just because that's the people who occupy that area today. In reality, Jesus was a proud, observant Jew who lived his indigenous homeland of Judea and Galilee, from manger to the grave. The myth that Jesus was Palestinian, a ploy designed to invite Christians to support Palestinian nationalism, often morphs into deliberate efforts to deny Jews their history. It is an effort to deny Jews their history. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, of Judea 
and Galilee, and that's where he lived from manger to grave, and he was an Orthodox Jew. He was a Jewish child. He was the promised child to Abraham that would bring salvation to the world. But like many people, like Hitler, and I'll even be as far to say, uh, I don't think we can stand on Judeo-Christian values that our country was founded on. That's awesome. It's fantastic. I love the fact that our country was founded on Judeo-Christian values and that we, we identify, we identify that God's law and that God's word was a great basis to found a country and to give it uh, its legal system and its and our rights and all of those. Absolutely proud of that. But I would never go as far to say Jesus is American or that he's on the right or the left. I can tell you this, uh, he's definitely not a leftist progressive because that all most of that violates his word. But I, there's times when on the right, if it violated God's word, I did not accept it. I don't just, I don't think... I don't think that Jesus is a Republican or a Democrat and independent. I think that Jesus is God and that uh, he's not a reflection of our politics, but our politics definitely can be a reflection of him. And we should we should fight for those values that made America great. So it's meant to try to trick people, especially Christians, into supporting pa- Palestinian nationalism, which, by the way, by the way, when uh, the young Turk says, would Jesus survive, would he make it through the night if he came back to his homeland? Meaning, like, he should be scared of the IDF or he would be killed by the, by, by the IDF. The fact is, is that if Jesus, as a Jew, was to go there now, he would be murdered. And in fact, many people who are supporting Palestine, Palestinians and supporting Hamas don't even realize they would be killed. If you're, if you're gay, you're dead. If you're Christian, you're dead. If you're Jewish, you're dead. If you eat pork, you're dead. In fact, you could be dead for various hundreds of reasons. Hundreds of reasons. And the same people who are supporting terrorism and terrorist groups like Hamas are the same people that Hamas would oblige to kill in a second. It often morphs into deliberate efforts to deny Jews their history. Indigeneity and right to sovereignty in of Israel. Ironically, as Jews seek to combat rising anti-Semitism, now might be a good time to set the record straight on Christianity's most important figure. According to Christian sources like the Bible, Jesus was born a Jew and he lived in a Jewish kingdom, located in much of modern Israel, where Jews have now lived consecutively for 3,000 years. So this idea that they're occupiers is just ridiculous ridiculous they have lived there for over three thousand years his disciple luke noted that like all other jewish boys jesus was circumcised on the eighth day i don't think palestinians get circumcised on the eighth day that's a jewish custom and later attended synagogue luke 4 16. according to mark jesus was referred to as rabbi you can't get any more jewish than being a rabbi a jewish teacher a jewish wonder how rabbis would fare right now either in palestine or the west bank i don't even like to say the word palestine because it's an invention it's an invention now do i think that there's precious people there that god loves absolutely do i hope that civilians or children are, are injured or killed absolutely not 
God protect them. But I think the people there need to rethink their political structure and their their ideology of hatred that's taught to them from a child. By the way, Hamas was elected. They were elected. And they still they still have a 90-something percent support amongst those who call themselves Palestinians. Might want to rethink it. They would probably actually do much better to probably align themselves with the Jews who allow them to work in Israel, cross over the border, allow them civil rights. In fact, I heard a statistic that up to 20% or 25% of the IDF are, uh, are Muslim. They're people who share the Muslim faith, and you're allowed to be in the IDF. Would you allow to be, be in Hamas if you shared Christian or Jewish thoughts? <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And by the way, Jesus' last meal was a Passover Seder. He celebrated the Passover. By all accounts, Jesus was a religious Jew. A hundred percent. He would be the person they were trying to abduct and kidnap. He'd be the person they were trying to murder when they came across into Israel. He would have been that person. Importantly, Jesus hailed from the Jewish kingdom of Judea, also known as Judah, the southern province of historic Israel. Matthew painstakingly details that Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Matthew 2.1, and that he preached through Galilee and Judea, Matthew 19.1. Jesus also surely prayed as a Jew at the temple in Jerusalem, which he referred to as the house of prayer. I think that probably probably settles the debate on who Jerusalem belongs to. Who does Jerusalem belong to? When citing Isaiah, according to Matthew 21, 13, Jesus was a Jew. He was an Orthodox Jew. He was a rabbi. He obeyed the Jewish customs. In fact, they asked him at one point, remember when he came into contact with a Samaritan woman and she said, hey, who's the real God's people here? Who, where's the real place to worship? Is it the temple or is it over here in Samaria? And Jesus said, we Jews are worshiping according to the law. We're worshiping according to God's revealed purpose. And we're worshiping in Jerusalem where God told us to worship. He said, you Samaritans don't know what you're worshiping. And he said, for salvation is of the Jews. In other words, salvation, the covenants, the law, the temple was given to the Jewish people. And he settled that dispute with the, the, um, the woman at the well. He settled that dispute with her. But then he looked beyond and said, you know, there's coming a day when it's not really going to matter. It's not going to matter if you worship in Jerusalem or if you worship in Samaria. What's going to matter is that you worship in spirit and in truth. And Jesus was hinting to her that he was coming for all people, that he was going to build a church which the gates of hell would not prevail against, that we would become the temple of the living God, that the church would become the, the place, the living stones built into a temple, as Peter said. But in the meantime... People are trying to claim Jesus for their own ethnicity and their own purposes, their own political movements. The term Palestine derives from Philistia. We talked about that. After the land of the Philistines, the people originally from the Aegean coastline, modern-day Greece and Turkey. 
Goliath was defeated and the Philistines disappeared centuries before Jesus was born. So anybody who would have been thought that they were called Palestinians or that the Philistines, and by the way, isn't this just amazing? The Bible, the war back in the day was between the Philistines and Israel, and the Philistines were always trying to uproot Israel, destroy Israel, get rid of Israel, destroy the God of Israel, destroy the temple, oppress Israel. They were always trying to displace Israel, and here we are thousands of years later, and the Philistines are back. Well, they never left. They disappeared for a while, but the, the same attitude to destroy Israel is back, which lets me know it's a, there's a spiritual component to this. It's not simply, it's not simply just political. It's not simply just geographic. It's not simply just ethnic, but there is a there is a spiritual component here. After Imperial Rome defeated the third Jewish uprising, Roman forces massacred and expelled massive numbers of Jews from Judea and renamed it. In other words, they renamed it to stick it in the eye of the Jews. Syria Palestinia. This was in 135 CE, over a century after Jesus' death. Over a hundred years after Jesus' death, after a Jewish rebellion, and the Romans expelled many of the Jews. They renamed it Syria Palestinia, which is where the word Palestine was derived. It's this idea that somehow Palestine was some place that's been sitting there in peace for 2,000 years, and all of a sudden some Jews in 1948, 47, you know, decided after the Holocaust to go just, you know, occupy an area and kick the people out, and no. It had been Jewish lands since 3,000 years ago. The new name was to minimize Jewish identification with the land. Oh, does that sound familiar? And punish the rebellious Jews by naming the country after their biblical enemies. In other words, it'd be kind of like if we got taken over and people wanted to name, let's just name Michigan, let's just name Michigan ISIS, the province of ISIS. That's what it would be like. That's, of course, there's, Unfortunately, many people here who would probably welcome that. <laughs> they would they'd find some some uh, they'd find some connection to the fact that we were we expelled ISIS from America. Anyway, never give the left. Never be surprised by what the left will stoop to. But in order to punish Israel, they decided to name Palestine to stick it in the eyes of the Jews. As evidenced by the Romans, the erasure of Jewish memory, identity, and culture from Israel has become a mainstay tactic for anti-Semites for over a millennia. In other words, there's nothing new under the sun. The same thing the Romans were trying to do, and that was to erase the fact that Israel ever lived in the land, erase Jewish traditions and connection to the land, is exactly what's happening today. You know that vile statement they make from the river to the sea? By the way, anybody who, who says that and says they're just supporting Palestine but that they're anti-Semitic is liars. The whole saying of from the river to the sea means no Jews. And if there's no Jews, where do they go? Well, it means they were murdered. They were destroyed. They were annihilated. That's what from the river to the sea means. So anytime you hear someone say that, or quoted, or a politician from the river to the sea, they're talking about, they're, they're anti-Semitic, and they're talking about the destruction of the Jewish people. There's nowhere else to go. 
There's only a river and there's only a sea, and anything between that means eradication. What would Jesus now say about Palestinian American activists? Such as comedian Armour Zahar, BDS supporter Lyndon Sarsour. If you don't know what BDS is, it's basically a, a way of divesting from Israel, punishing Israel by divest because they don't believe in Israel. They don't believe Israel should exist. And even speculations abounds, but for the motive for Jewish erasure deserves quick mention given its dangerous implications. In October 2023, Hamas terrorists invaded Israel, massacring 1,200 people. Hamas charter clearly seeks to distort and deny Jewish history in Israel, presenting Jews as foreign colonizers. And this is where they get, this is where they get the slime brains in college from the left, the progressives. They turn this into the age-old oppressors and the oppressed. And because Israel's done well and their country's prospered and they've grown in the land, probably a lot to do with their Western civilization attitude. They're not destroyers. They do believe in building. They do believe in values. They believe in Western civilization and the people around them are barbarians. Believe in barbarianism. And because of that, that's probably why Israel's done so well. The Hamas Charter notes, in the face of the Jews' usurpation of Palestine, it is compulsory that the banner of jihad be raised. With their, the Jews' money, they were able to control imperialistic countries and instigate them to colonize many countries. They're actually blaming Israel for any, <laughs> for any colonization around the globe. <laughs> they funded, so they weren't even, you know, the, the Jewish nation wasn't even a nation until 1948, but somehow they fund colonization around the world for thousands of years. So um, the erasure of Jewish history is a key element in the Palestinian Liberalization Organization's National Charter, which observes claims of historical or religious ties of Jews with Palestine are incompatible with the facts of history. Do you believe they're actually denying the Jews even existed in the Middle East? <laughs> that all of this King David and Temple and all of these things are, are somehow not real? And by the way, these are the same people who are Holocaust deniers. These are the same people that say that the Holocaust was either misrepresented or exaggerated or never even happened. And I'm telling you, there's a spiritual component. Why would one group of people be so hated? I can tell you one reason, because the Messiah... The promised one who brought salvation to the ends of the earth came as a Jew, lived as a Jew, observed the law, was circumcised, went to the temple, was called rabbi. Of course they hate him. And of course, Satan hates the Jews. So just know when you hear this, Jesus was a Palestinian thing, just know it's straight from the pit. Until next time, may God richly bless you. We're the bad news. We're the young guns. We're the ones that they told you to run from. Yeah, the player's gonna play and the hater's gonna hate.